Scripture for what he is. Thanksgiving is to express thanks and gratitude for God for the things that he has done for you and provided you. So we come tonight to praise God and to worship him. And I wanted to read Psalm 150 that's very familiar as we begin. If you're able and can, let's stand. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. We've come into his sanctuary, into this place. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with a harp. Praise him with a tremble and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipes. Praise him with the clashes of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. And this last verse is, there's nobody can say someone else. This is us. This is you. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we want to pray tonight. And those, you can look around and tell that there are a few that aren't here. Let's remember them. But more importantly, let's remember that God's here. And that's why we're here. I know Brother Wooten brings the word and the fire. But we want to praise God. And we want to enter into worship with our worship team most gracious heavenly father we love you and lord we're truly thankful tonight to be able to walk into this sanctuary and to lift holy hands to heaven to come boldly before your throne of grace with our needs and pleas before you god father each and every one of us tonight have needs and you know all about them before they're ever confessed father those that need healing tonight i ask you to begin to move upon them father those that need a touch of god a strength of god and empowering, and Father, you know all about it. We're thankful, Lord, for your protection, your hedge that you keep around about your family. And Father, we ask tonight as we come to you, Lord, that you would inhabit our praise that we send up to you, every word spoken. Some of us feel that we can't sing and praise you as others, but Lord, tonight, look upon our heart, receive the fullness that is there in everything we're trying to do for you. And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Before we get started, you know, we just got back from camps, and I'm feeling it a little bit. We had good services this this morning, last night, last night. Man, Jessica can witness, and Alyssa and Monica, the power of God was so strong in that service. Whew. I looked around. There were probably 3,000 youth or youth workers within that in this large auditorium, and man, just every hand was presence of God was so strong upon us. I knew it was something special. And then I woke up this morning and, and Perry Stone, who's an evangelist, he said, we reached something last night that I've, he said, we touched the glory. And it was there, man. It was so awesome. Man, I couldn't even, I couldn't stand it. And I thought to myself, you know, we need to see that in evangel. We need to see that at Mount Olive. People need the presence and the power of God because within that presence, there is fullness of joy. There is, hallelujah, there is, he 
he's come to bind the brokenhearted, to bind our wounds and give us everything we need. It's all there in his presence. And that's why I want to sing this song. It says, oh, I want to see him. Let's just sing this chorus real quick. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. Let him sing forever of saving grace on the streets of glory. i 
enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Turn it for good, yes. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take, oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. One more time, you take. You take what the enemy. You turn it for good. You turn it for good. Oh, I'm gonna see a victory. Oh, I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. Oh, I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. real quick. I was talking to Rachel because we sing this song up there. And I asked her, do you know where you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good? Do you know where it comes from? And she's like, uh. So let's, let's talk real quick about where this comes from. Joseph in the Old Testament was sold into slavery by his brothers. He lived in slavery and imprisonment for 13 years until one day he interpreted a dream for Pharaoh. And Pharaoh elevated him to the second in command. The second in command of the most strong nation at that time. <clears throat> Think about that. Sold into slavery and in 13 years you're second in command of the most high nation at that specific time in history. And his brothers, there was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land and his brothers came and they were trying to, trying to get food. And Joseph, instead of issuing like, I want all my brothers dead, he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Well, let's talk about what that means for us right now. What that means for us is, no matter what's happened in your past that you thought, this is awful, this is evil, even. There's some, I mean, I, we were, I mean, I was praying for a girl today and I could sense the Holy Spirit tell me that there's things that have gone on in her past. It's just, Lord, you know, what the Lord feels and he knows everything that we go through. And he is working through that evil act. He's working it out so that he can bring us to him. Amen. What they meant for evil, God meant for good. And now he's able to save the nation of Israel, right? Because if that hadn't happened, right, the devil could make Jesus or God to be a liar. Right? And that's what's always going on. 
But what God meant, what the enemy meant for evil, you turn it for good. Let's sing that one more time. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Oh, you turn it for good. He's doing it right now. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it Turn it for good. Will you turn it for good? Oh, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory. Oh, I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to me, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle.
Give him a hand clap of praise tonight. You know, just, just wait a minute. I can remember the girls when they were growing up. If I wanted them to try something, I'd have to give them a dollar. In order for them to taste it. But tonight, what God has is free. All you have to do is taste it and see that it is good. And the praise. There's a lot of people tonight that would trade places with us. Some might be in jail. Some might be in hospitals. To be able to be here and feel what we feel in this place. To lift hands. Everybody knows everybody here. There's nothing to be ashamed of. We surrender ourselves to God. He's worthy of what we have. Everything we have belongs to Him and is His. We were built to praise Him. That's what was preached this morning. We were made to praise Him. If we praise, we're going to praise something. You may praise a football team. You're going to praise a sport or whatever, but when you go there, you're expected to cheer for that team and support them. When we come into God's house, we should be expected to praise and support Him with what's in us. I'm telling you, Folks can go to ball games and cheer and holler all day Saturday and lose their voice. And then Sunday they have laryngitis and don't know why. They can't come to church and thank God. I don't want any rocks crying out for me. As long as I have breath, I have to praise Him. Praise opens the gates of heaven and the doors of blessings. The presence of God is in our midst and it comes he comes to dwell with us as we pour out praise to Him. He lives in praise. He lives in our praise. Brother Wooten's going to cut loose here in just a few minutes. But for a few minutes, let's praise Him. He's worthy. God is so good. Oh God.
your hands, oh God, is so something that sticks with me is something that the pastor said before and he'll say again I'm sure Sister Teresa the answer's in the house Brother David the answer's in the house I know you're going to the doctor Wednesday 
going with you. Dance is in the house. That's all Brother Barry's fault. We're going to ask our ushers to come at this time. David, will you ask God's blessing on us? Yes, Lord. Amen. time we're going to let the children go to Everybody's waited for the word and our pastor. I know he's going to be on fire because it's hot up here. Come on. Oh, man. If y'all appreciate everything that these guys do for us, can we give them a hand? So give me a hot mic. Is the yellow okay? Or the white, does it matter? I want to take what well, I'm fixing to do Phil Donahue. <laughs> All right. Check. There you go. That's hot as a firecracker. That's what we want. Amen. I'm turning mine off and going to this one right here. All right. So, look, I'm just going to follow. I'm just following what the Spirit of the Lord's telling me to do. So, I'm supposed to go to Jessica first, and she's going to tell how good God's been this weekend and talk about what the Lord spoke to her. So you're the one I'm supposed to go to first. And I have someone else in mind, and we're just so I'm not going to give you any promptings or anything. She's the only one. Do you want me to come over there, or are you going to come up here? Because I really felt like we need to hear some praise tonight, okay? So, amen. I just want everybody to see my raincoat. <laughs> Where's my mic? Um, well, am I there? Is that there? Right here? Okay. <laughs> I will. I'm going to start talking. Hey. Where are you from? Uh, we had an incredible experience at Warrior Fest. Uh, I don't know if you, <clears throat> you know, you've been to camps and stuff, and there were 3,000 kids there. There's a lot of things that impress me, and I'll just talk about two. One's a challenge to youth, and um, about our kids and students in this nation um, and what they're facing. But the first is uh, we have a very quiet youth group. <laughs> Okay, and it was really loud this weekend. It was a lot of jumping and 
dancing and charismatic music and movement. And they, <coughs> at first, were kind of scared. Um, but let me tell you something. You can't fake the Holy Spirit movement. <laughs> and he was moving in that place. And by the second service, uh, Alyssa and, and my niece Elena came, and she's not here tonight. They were telling me, like, the Lord's telling me to go pray for this kid over here. And I saw young people. Now, when you're in junior high school, what is your biggest fear? Talking to other junior high school kids. <laughs> I mean, there it is. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, he was just drawing these kids to one another, just just, uh, just, just speaking to them so clearly, and they were just responding to him. That's something I couldn't, I couldn't buy it with a million dollars. I prayed right there as I watched them pray for other kids. I said, Lord, Lord, impart that to my children. I want to see my children do that. It was so beautiful. The Lord moved on Monica. She couldn't even stand. She was just, she was just kneeling before the Lord. She's not, they're not going to tell you that. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you, it was a beautiful thing to see them respond to the Holy Spirit in such a way and to feel that. And let me tell you something. Once you've experienced that once, it never leaves you for the rest of your life. No matter where they go, they're going to know the imprint of the Holy Spirit. But the other thing that impressed me, um, just really quickly, is every service, for some reason, every person that got up, just the Lord would stop them and talk to them about depression and suicide. And I watched this, 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 this crowd of children when they would talk about being released from the, the bondage of, of, of suicide and depression. More hands would go up than at, ever, at any time. You could talk about anything else. But when you talked about suicide and depression, I could just see it. Kids that were just standing there, kind of grumpy. When they started talking about that, I'm telling you, it was like it was like the Holy Spirit was just lifting them up and lifting it off of them. So here's my challenge to you. There is, there is a real enemy who wants to steal joy from our children, who wants to kill them, who wants to destroy their life and their image of who they are. There was a little young man there. He was a little boy, and he was in a dress. And, and, and Satan had stolen this boy's identity from him. He didn't even know what he is anymore. And that first night, that preacher spoke on the image of God. And I, I'm telling you, the freedom was in that house. And that's what I want to bring here to you tonight. I want to challenge you. Uh, there, is, there is a real spirit after our students, because they're the next church. And so... Uh, there's, there's freedom in the Holy Spirit, y'all. And I want the gifts to move in this church again. I want young people to come through here with their arms down. And when we say we bind the spirit of depression, I want them to feel that lift off of them. I want to feel their arms lifted to heaven. The weight of sin and death coming off of them. And it's, it's real. And he's moving. I want you to be encouraged, Evangel. The Lord is moving. He is not stuck in Cleveland, Tennessee. He is right here. He's with me right now. I felt him the whole way home. He is with us. He wants to stir in us. He wants to stir it up in us. It's, it's, like, it's like gunk on the bottom of a pool. I don't know if you've ever cleaned the bottom of a pool. I grew up with a pool. And that was with summer coming. You wanted a pool, but you did not want your dad to say, it's time to clean the pool. 
because we'd have to get down in there. And I'm telling you, I feel like, I feel this. I'm sorry, I just feel this in my spirit. It's like, it's like all that that we've done over the years has just settled to the bottom. And the Bible says, stir it up. Stir up those gifts that are in you. And I just feel like we just need to start getting in the pool, the river, and just stirring it up. It's going to take a little movement, y'all. You had to walk around that pool and get it up. But I'm telling you, I feel a stirring in my spirit. I don't care if you do or not, but I do. I, the Lord has stirred me. He, he, is, he touched me. He touched these kids. I'm telling you, Monica is seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, Monica. I'm going to tell on you. You need to pray for her. You need to pray for her to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's going to do it, Monica. He's going to do it. Don't get discouraged. But we need to stir up the gifts in us. Maybe if she sees some of y'all out here speaking in tongues, it'll just catch fire, catch on her. But I just want to encourage this church, pray for this generation. They're facing something you never faced. You've never, ever in your life faced whether or not you were a boy or a girl. Come on. You've never, ever in your life ever looked in the mirror or anybody at school told you that you are not the gender that you are. I mean, he's trying to kill the core of these children. He's trying to kill them. And so I'm telling you, we need to fight a good warfare. Pick up those rusty weapons and get to going. And I'm ready. I'm ready. And for, I don't care if we have four or 40 or 400 students in here. There are kids that are sitting at home right now on the Internet reading lies. And we have the truth. So we just, I want to speak truth over that. Please pray for our students. Uh, please pray for them. Pray for our church. I just want to stir into the Holy Spirit. But I'm so encouraged to see what God's doing in these young people. All young people aren't bad, y'all. They are hungry. They're probably more hungry than you were because it was so available to you. They are so hungry. I could just feel during worship they just kept moving closer and closer. And it wasn't the person on stage. It was just they wanted to be with each other. They wanted to, they wanted to feel what the other one felt. They, there was so much impartation going on. It was, it was unbelievable. And I'll finish with this. We did a prayer line this morning. And all the youth pastors and their wives began to pray. They, they had lines on the floor, man. And we just walked through them. And there were, there were two kids. I'll tell you about really quickly. There's a little Hispanic girl. And um, a beautiful girl. And she was standing there. And I walked past her twice. And the Holy Spirit was like, you got to go talk to this girl. And y'all, I'm going to tell you what. She had a calling on her life. <laughs> and it was strong. I could feel it when I walked past her. But the Holy Spirit told me she's afraid that she's going to give up. She's going to miss out on something if she follows this call. She was, she's afraid that her life won't be what she wants it to be if she does this. And I began to pray for her, and I told her, I, just, I was praying for her, and I said, you have a call on your life. And she said, I know. <laughs> I, said, I said, you're going to have to give whatever you're holding to, to Jesus. You're going to have to give it to him. You're never going to. And I began to speak to her, and she was crying. And, and, and then the Lord just, just told me that there's something in her family. And I said, look, the Lord's going to heal whatever's in your family. And this girl broke down, and she, I mean, she was really upset. And I, she said her family was torn apart. And I just know, y'all, that, that this girl is the key to her family. That he's going to restore her family through her. I told her. 
God's going to use the anointing in her to restore her family. But how many young people are out there and they're the key to household salvation and we got to reach them. We got to reach them. And the other was just a young boy. He was probably 12 years old. Barry and I prayed for him. And he was weeping. He was weeping under the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, when, when, when I touched this child, you could feel it, couldn't you, Barry? I mean, the, the, the anointing of God was all over a 12-year-old, y'all. I mean, he was almost collapsing under the power of it. And we told him, I said, God's going to use you. I wouldn't tell every kid there God's going to use them, by the way. I wouldn't mind. But I just said, God's going to use you. Like, God is going to use you. He has something so mighty for this kid. I, I wanted to take a picture of him to be like, when I see him one day speaking to nations, I want to be like, hey, I prayed for that kid. God has these kids. You would, if you saw this kid in Walmart, you would pass right by him. You wouldn't know. God has, God has people always. Men of God, women of God that he's going to raise up to do his will. And I want them to come out of this church. I want them to be discipled in this church. I want them to learn the word of God in this church. And I want to commission them out to do what God has for them. And we have young people of God in this church that are called. They have, they have stories to tell like Pastor's talking about. Alyssa over here, she's a worshiper. I don't know if you know that. She just has it. To watch her worship in these services was the biggest blessing I've ever had. I mean, she was just pushing toward him. She was just leading others toward him with her worship. And it's a beautiful thing. You've got to pray for these young people. And you've got you to build a hedge around them. Because he's got every, every wild, all the wiles of Satan are coming against this generation. And, and God, but God, he's just raising them up. He's just raising them up like a, a, a mighty army. They are warriors, and I was so excited to come. And I'm, I talked too long. I'm sorry, Pastor. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I got. I, that's all. Oh, I did want to say one more thing. Yes, I did. I always have more. <laughs> are you? Um, there were uh, hundreds of kids baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. There were hundreds of children saved for the first time. The altar call was very specific. Not that you've backslid or what. If you've never give, given your heart to Jesus for the first time, um, hundreds of kids gave their life to God, and 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 um, and 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 addictions were broken. They were just, I mean, y'all. There's so much coming at these kids. That internet right there has every evil. You used to have to go to evil. Evil comes into their home. Okay. There's so much evil, and it's binding up these kids. And it's not just pornography. It is addictions to games. It is addiction to being liked. It is addiction. It's self-centeredness. It, ma it makes them so self-centered. And, and God was just breaking that off of these kids. And you could just see, again, the weight just coming, coming off of these kids. And um, uh, they, were, they were prophesying to each other. It, it was incredible to see the gifts of the Spirit moving in that, in that spirit. And I'm talking kids that are 12 and 13 years old, 15, 16. A, a girl was healed of, of long-term pain through her body. Uh, God, God's power was there. And it was through a bunch of kids, if you looked at them, were like, you know, y'all seen how they're dressed now. It's awful. I know this is too bad, but I've been in the car all day. But you look at them, and you're just like, you look like you're called by the God to be here. 
But <clears throat> I'm telling you, they're hungry. Everything, they have every, all knowledge is at their fingertips, and they have no knowledge. They are just hungry for somebody to tell them the truth about them. And <clears throat> that's what was missing in that little girl that I prayed for. <laughs> little girl, she's probably 15. But <laughs> I prayed for her. That's what was missing in her. She knew God was calling her. She just didn't know she had the goods. And she didn't know that he had everything for her. And that's our job, church. That's our job. It's not just mine and Barry's job. It's not pastor's job. You are supposed to be discipling these kids by the way you live in front of them. And, and, that, and, and praying for them is the most important thing. But we want to be a church that raises up this next generation. Because um, if not, <coughs> it, it's going to get worse for, for my kids, right? That who's going to be the role model for my little children? These guys, 12 to 18 and 19-year-olds. I need them to be full of the Holy Ghost and power. <laughs> I need them to walk into those schools full of the Holy Ghost and power. Where when they encounter a kid that says, yeah, you know, I was a boy and now I'm a girl. They say, no, you're not. You are made in the image of God. He doesn't make any mistakes. You know, there's no confusion in God. You know, and <clears throat> with, with boldness and love and just full of the Holy Ghost. And that's my prayer. And I'm really done this time. I'm really done. Barry, you got something? Come on. Yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, I'm feeling it too. That's good. Well, I guess I need to get in front of the Facebook camera too, huh? I thought we might be here. Well, I'll testify real quick. The whole way back. The whole way here, I had a migraine that couldn't even hold my like right eye open. As soon as we started praising, I don't have a headache right now. Hey, <laughs> praise is so important. Jessica hit what I was talking, what I was going to talk about. <sighs> All, hey, no, that's my wife. That's we're one. It's. When I'm praying for those students, I'll, I'll want her next to me. I don't know why, but it's simpatico, you know. We do. No, the, all, all the messages that, that we heard were all about this. If you, if you really think about the key elements of them, were about this deception, right? And I preached to the to youth the other night about when we're born, we have this box, and it's, it's our life, right? We put things in it. We... We put sports, and we put friends, and we put our version of Jesus. We put um, our hobbies and our sports. We put our identity, our personality, our, our things that, that we've been told, like, this is who I am, right? And it's all a lie, right? Because who we are are children of God. Right? We're made in his image. And that, that first preacher, boy, he hit it right on the mark. We're made, on the, we're made in the image of God so that we can be bearers of love. Right? Not the love that this world is pre shoving down our throats. Right? It's love of God. The love of God. The love of God that put Jesus on the cross. Right? So that we could not have to just get to heaven. 
so that we could take that love and he could baptize us in Jesus and then Jesus could turn around and baptize us baptize us in the Holy Spirit, right? So that we could have boldness and so that we could have and exercise the gifts of the Spirit, gifts of healing and of prophecy. And Revelation says that the Spirit of Jesus is the Spirit of prophecy, right? So that what happens for me when I was saved, when I finally came to myself and thought, all this stuff that I've put in this little cardboard box is worth nothing. It is worth nothing. And I said, God, you do what you want to do. When I finally said that, boy, things began to change. I had to leave those friends behind. The Lord gave me new friends. Right? I had to leave those old habits behind, and the Lord gave me new habits. He taught me how to pray. The thing that the Lord kept telling me today when I was praying for these young students is, it's not, a, it's, it's not about what happens up here. It's not what happens here. The picture of Christ is, what does the Bible say Jesus did? In the morning, he went off to pray. He got by himself. The Spirit was telling me to tell these kids, you have got to find a secret place where the power and the presence of God meets with you individually on a personal level. If all you're thinking that is it's right here, you will miss it. Because what happens is I'm, is you're going to be looking at everybody out here for your approval. I did it for 15 years. I did it for 15 years. I looked, and I was looking to impress people. Look at all the, look at, look, I can play all these instruments. Worship me. I mean, worship God, right? That's what's going on. That's what, was, that's what I was doing through my junior high and high school life. I was masking it in a version. Just because I was playing Christian music doesn't mean that I was a Christian, right? I just went to a Christian school because that's where my parents sent me, right? It, until it happens in your heart, you're not, it's not real praise, right? It's, it's all about me. And that's what that first speaker talked about is the self-centeredness. And he looked at the Garden of Eden where Adam he couldn't even say to God, yeah, I messed up. He blamed two people. He blamed God, and he blamed his wife. He, because he couldn't bear it, right? It was all about, I've, I've got, I have self-preservation. But I told these kids, you have got to find that secret place where the power and presence is real in your life. From, let me be I'll, be, I'll be completely honest where it happens to me. It's in my car on the way to work, and I know, I know when I'm not in it, because the last thing, because what happens is the last thing I want to do is turn on real praise and worship. That's a, always a, a, a red flag for me. The second place is in the shower, as weird as that may sound. That, that is where the Holy Ghost likes to come and just wreck me. I know that's weird. I know it's Facebook. I know that's weird. It's super weird. But that's, that's just where, that's where I pray. Hey, that's what it is. It is what it is. 
Um, I mean, sometimes I get wrecked at work. Sorry, work. I'm like, if I have like a my ear, you know, ear, ear, my earphones in, I'm like over there crying. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. Just got, you know, just work. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. I'm just allergic to work. <laughs> but I told these, I told these kids, you've got to find that place. And the second guy I talked about, mm, yeah. The second speaker talked about getting a new vision, fresh vision. Pastor, when you first came here, you said, "Dream again." Mm. Dream again. For so long, I I had struggled with that, just thinking I'm my calling was was off. Maybe I was wrong about it, or maybe maybe I had just dreamed it that it was it wasn't real, you know. But man, this weekend I'll tell you. The Lord birthed in me some new dreams and new visions. And they're not for me, right? And that's how I know they're of God. Let me, let me tell you something. When you have a dream, ah, God. When you have a dream and you're like, I can't do that. That's exactly where you need to be. Let me tell you. That's how the Lord works. He's going to put you in the most uncomfortable Situation where you are not physically able to do it, you're going to be tired. But at the end of the day, you can say, I didn't do that. The Lord did that. Look what the Lord has done. And when we were praying for all these kids, Pastor, you preached about this the other, other week. The Lord said, see. He said, see. And I'm not quoting signs. That's what he said, though. He said, see. And I looked around at all these students with their hands lifted up. And I thought, look at the work of the Lord. It's so easy to get our mind focused on what's flesh. To get our mind focused on what we're doing. And forget to step back and say, look at what the Lord is doing. <laughs> Man. Hell lost another one. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. It's it, it's four, five, six. It doesn't matter. One at a time. It's what we focus on. And then they'll, and then we teach them, right? The older are to teach the younger. We need to move and operate in the gifts. In our services and in our personal, private spaces. If, if you're looking to come here and get it, it's not going to happen. It will not happen if all you're looking for is on Sunday morning to come in and say, well, here I am. I heard a preacher say one time, it takes two songs to get the world off of you. And it's true. I mean, I, you, you're going to have to. Sundays, just getting to church, I know, is a struggle. You're going to fight with your wife. You're going to yell at your kids. And then you're like, oh, now i got to sing about Jesus. <laughs> I feel bad already. <laughs> but the, the enemy does that on purpose. 
He, he wants to create those hindrances. And all we've got to do, man, we just need to be prayed up, privately prayed up, privately prayed up. told Crystal, revival's coming to this church. Revival's coming to this church. Revival may not be what we think it's going to look like. Think about real revival. It's new life, which means the old life has to die. long time ago, I talked about this. I don't, if, I don't know if anyone remembers, but I, there was a special anointing that Sunday. Just like I was praying to that girl today. These kids are going through junk that we don't know anything about. Abuse. Bullying. Like wanting to commit suicide. That's tough. That's tough stuff. Kids that their parents don't know where they are. Any of the time. Right? What happens when drug addicts come to the door? That's that's tough. Alcoholism, that's tough. It's tough stuff to live. We we have the we have the power through Jesus Christ. It's still tough though. That's tough. We we have to we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, right? I mean, what happened? Prostitution. That, I mean, all this stuff can come through those doors. We don't limit who comes through those doors. And the day we do, I'll be gone. That's who we're here for. I prayed down at, we were down in Mobile. <clears throat> uh, a, a former, like, a, a kid I went to junior high. So we're adults now in junior high. He comes through our door. Mm. Um, this was like a special college group. Holy Ghost filled. Moving in it. This kid comes through with his dad. I knew his dad. My dad worked with his dad. And we went to junior high together. Then I moved to Mobile. And his dad... He said, I can't, my son's addicted to drugs. I can't take him to my church where he works. I'm, I'm afraid, I don't know what he was afraid of. Like, he's like, they can't do anything for him. We have, he's like, but y'all do. And he got saved that night. He got saved. They were praying over him. That's deliverance by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not, our, it's not our work. It is the work of Christ by the Holy Spirit he's given us. But, man, we have to be able and we have to have the availability to work and do what's necessary 
to work in the kingdom until the trumpet sounds. Revival. That's revival. Can't testify. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Give him a hand. very short because um, and everything that they said because the devil wants us to think this generation is lost this world is full of people that we can't change and the devil's tried to convince us of that you can't reach these youth they're so far gone you can't reach them but God says we can these kids that don't have hope this word tells me everything opposite of what we're hearing and the, that we've given up. This word, we can't give up on these people. Y'all, we have in this building today people with addictions that God has delivered through the blood of Jesus. Do we realize Jesus was raised from the dead? Jesus was raised from the dead for these things to reach these people that are addicted. That whoever wants to come in here, whoever wants to walk in here. And I'm like, Barry, I want them to come in here. I want them to walk. And they've done it already. Since, and it has nothing to do with us coming here. It has everything to do with God being here and his spirit and the deliverance that he offers us in this building. We've seen it. Addiction from drugs and alcohol in this. It's in this building every week, guys. God has done that, and we've seen him do it. And these kids, it's up to us. It's up to us to pray for them when the world says, oh, they're not going to change. Why waste your time? Why waste your time? I remember my Sunday school teacher, Sister Harrison, when I was in second grade. I remember my mom and dad taking me every single week. And the woman that taught, the, the lady that did our children's church, she played an accordion. It was hilarious. Now, when I think about it now, the lady played an accordion, but we sang in children's church. I remember them so vividly. I needed them. Like Barry and Jessica were saying about Darcy and Daisy, I want to be that for Darcy and Daisy. These youth are going to be that for Darcy and Daisy. And we're that for each, not only each other, but for these youth and teenagers and young adults too. We're that for them. And then in turn, they're going to turn around and they'll be there for all these kids that are back here that we're ministering to. These um, girls club and and rangers that we're going to have on Wednesday night that we're going to teach the word and we're going to show them the word and what God's word says about them that they are created in his image that they aren't created to be what the world tells them they have to be God has something specific for them and and God's going to fill you with the Holy Spirit we have people a young girl that grew up in our church in new life she was laying in bed one night and I have a friend that's a pastor's wife in Chelsea, and they are not Pentecostal. And I was going to a Bible study for months, I went before we left. And she texted me one night right before we moved from Chelsea and said, you're never going to believe what happened. 
I was riding home in my car, and God gave me my prayer language when I pray. You don't have to be standing up here and us praying for you, and it's wonderful if it happens that way, but God can do that for you anywhere. It doesn't have, it has nothing to do with the church and being in the church. God can do that for you. I'm believing God for great things. I'm believing God for revival. I'm believing that hundreds of people are going to come through this building and be delivered by his spirit, and it has nothing to do with us except for the fact that we're willing to pray, find our spot, and pray for these people in this church. And, and we, all, we can probably all think of dozens of people that we want to see come in here and God speak to and use and deliver and save and fill with his spirit. We want that for these people, but I believe it's up to us to pray for them, to believe them, to nudge them along and encourage them. And they may not look like we want them to look, but so what? You know, I probably don't look like a lot of people want me to look, but that's okay. And, uh, <laughs> but we're going to love them anyway, and I'm just, I'm excited. Revival's coming, and I'm ready for it. I'm ready to fight for these kids and these youth. I, I want to fight for them. I believe God has so much for them, and I personally am willing to fight for that and to go to battle for them, just like people have done for me in the past. But it's up to us, and I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the challenge. Is this loud? <laughs> I'm shaking because I'm so excited, even though I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't even know really where to begin. Um, I am so thankful to God as he is interceding in my life. I'm going to just keep it real, okay? <laughs> and... One for start. Okay, so I usually have my hands up, and so I have a dare. <laughs> I've been that child that was broken and depressed and suicidal that spent six months in the mental hospital and went through a lot. And I didn't have anybody in my life really to speak his name and to show me the kind of love that by far the top you have shown me. And it was God that came to me for the very first time right before I had gotten into the trouble years ago. And I took up the Bible for the first time nine years ago, and I'm 38. <laughs> and that blew his mind. But, of course, I fell away. And I started doing a lot of drinking. And then the drinking turned to some really, really bad drugs. And I'm not ashamed to say them. But I knew in my heart that something was sinister. I justified it that I can't quit because I need the energy to help other people. I felt like I had a good heart. I spoke God's name. I, I gave him credit for everything, you know. So what was the problem with it? Well, that's the biggest lie ever. The biggest lie. You're okay. Continue with your addiction. You're right. These people need you. And then... 
So I started praying for a church plant because I knew I didn't have time to just stop and say, okay, I'll go to rehab for a little while. I've got three kids. I'm a single mom. You know, I, I need to continue working. So I didn't have time to put my life on hold. And even worse, I didn't want to confess to anybody what was going on behind the scenes, you know. I locked myself in a room, in my room, for years and just, you know, let the, the Internet <laughs> teach my church plan. And then I started to pray for the church. And for a yard sale, the Lord bless me with you guys. And sitting back there on that row, the very first day that I was here, God spoke to me. That's a whole nother one. <laughs> but I wanted more. I wanted, I, for the first time in my life, 38 years, I've never, you know, you find with it, especially when you first start, that you, you think God's telling you or he gives you a sign or he does this for you and that for you. And, but you wrestle within your brain. And so it's just, I remember when I first started praying and stuff like that, I'd go, God, if this is what you want me to do, make the, the trees, you know, <laughs> blow. Or make a, this bird do this, that, and other, you know what I mean? I mean, because he's the all-powerful. He can do that if he wants to, right? Right? So, I mean, I had complete faith that he, you know, if he, I need this answer, but, I, you know, this is, you know. So, but I knew the drugs that I was doing creates a lot of anxiety is probably the best way to put it. A lot of anxiety, a lot of I've got to do this, and I've got to do it this way, and I've got to do this, and this, this, and this. But that's not how I want to live my life anymore. Plain and simple. I wanted him to talk to me some more. I needed all my life. All I ever wanted was a father. And I knew I had the best one. And so when I heard his voice, it was like, what, like you were saying earlier, it's like the, the blind cannot see and the deaf can hear. Like, I feel like I had been just deaf to his voice all along. Like, I, for as a child, I never heard my own father's voice. And then when I did, it just. He helped me, or you, I don't even know how far I feel, but I laid it down. And I have not looked back. And uh, I don't know. There's so many details I could go into. But <laughs> I'm just thankful. And if it wasn't for you guys, the day that I walked in this door, and I mean, every single one of you, I thought it was kind of strange because everybody's like, you know, this is it. And I'm like, okay, I'll get right back up. <laughs> But y'all loved me through it, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> and that's what I hope and pray from here on. Like you said, no matter who walks through that door, no matter what they look like, you'd be very surprised at how this drug is affecting most of our parents, which is why they did, they did and do what I was doing. Go ahead. See ya. I don't even know where my child is. You know, well, I mean, mine is kind of like in there, but, you know, I see it all the time. 
Just to be close to you, just to be close to you, just to be close to you, is my desire, just to Just to be close to you, just to be close to you, is my desire, oh, just to be close to you, just to be Just to be close to you in your presence. Oh, just to be close to you is my desire. Just to be close to you. Just to be. Just to be close to you is my desire. Oh, just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close. To you. 
This is what we talked about this morning. This is what this is what we're looking for. This is what God's calling us to. The sound of God, the sound of His presence, the sound of praise, sound of worship. So I was writing some notes a while back, and one of the things that became very clear to me and that I wrote down was is that this generation that's coming up is going to be a very prophetic generation. Uh, and I believe that's what they saw. I believe that's what we're seeing in our youth camps. I believe that's what we heard and saw in our children's camp. There is a raising up. There, God is raising up a generation that is prophetic. They don't, they don't want the Internet to tell them what's going on. They want God to tell them what's going on, and they want to transfer that message to a world that's lost and hurting, to friends, to family. I believe that's what we're fixing to see. I believe that's what evangel is going to see. I believe, I believe that. And as I said this morning, we need to release the gifts out of ourselves because if they don't see us do it, why should we expect them to stay with us, to, to, to believe what we believe? I mean, I said this morning, we're Pentecostal church, okay? And some of you are new to Pentecost, but I'm telling you, Pentecost has the operation, the works of the gifts, okay? And the gifts are what, no matter what anybody says, it's what the, the believer and the unbeliever need to see. The work of the Spirit of God in our midst is what the world needs to see. And that's what we've seen and heard tonight. That's why I believe the Lord just really quickened and said, I'm fixing to speak some things without you. And I went, yes, sir. And that's what we want, amen. We want him to speak those things that he desires and he wants to reveal and, and to, to, to deliver to us as a people, okay? Um, praise God. Praise God. Man, I'm excited. I think tonight confirmed a lot of stuff for us. Uh, one of the things that's very, that really confirmed, there's no discussion, no question, how many of y'all know Barry and Jessica are called to do youth ministry in this church? Amen? Amen? And how many of y'all know that this community belongs to them and to their youth group? And we're believing God to anoint them and to enable them and us to facilitate that through them into this community and the, the work God wants to do. I believe that. Um, second, how many of y'all realize, man, listen, The devil hates what's going on. Um, I feel like in several areas, Debbie and I have probably since coming here seen more spiritual attack, uh, not just in our life, but in people around us, 
that we've ever seen probably. Um, and I don't say that to just recruit prayer, but I'm saying the devil hates where we're headed. He sees and senses that God's presence and anointing. He doesn't know what's in tomorrow. God does, but he knows, he knows where we've, we've, we've turned this ship. He knows, he knows the winds that are in the sail right now, and it's got him really ticked off, okay? And I love it. I love it, amen? I love it because of what God wants to do and what he's going to do through us, okay? I'm going to reiterate one thing that we're going to pray and dismiss. It's going to be hard. It's revival, but it's, 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 it is a, it, I, don't, I could only say it this way. We are literally trying to bring life back to dead bodies. And there's this thing called resuscitation. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen a person have to be resuscitated. I've seen the work the person had to do and the people did to bring them back. Like Kurt's seen it firsthand. Some of y'all, probably Doug's seen it firsthand because of his experience in the military. Some of y'all have seen it firsthand. Cindy's seen it firsthand in the hospital. It's work. But I'm telling you, to see breath come back, to hear the heartbeat again. To see what God can do when he, when he brings life back to something that's dead is the work that we're involved in, okay? And we're committed to it. Father, we commit ourselves to whatever work you have for us, to seeing you the life come back into this church, into this people, into this community, and to watch you then pour your spirit out. Lord, I, I'm... I'm, I'm with Jessica. I'm getting in the pool and I'm stirring the gunk up. I'm ready to see you work, move, and cleanse and purify us so that when you do it, people come in and it's as sparkling and fresh and pure and new as can be imagined. And when they dive in and come up, they're clean and they're pure and they just, they've never felt anything like what they're going to feel in your presence, God. So we, res we commit ourselves to that. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. Love one another. Hallelujah.